There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can better connect with customers and keep them happy. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Good morning, everyone. It's Friday, August 25th. I'm Mark Dent here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Question for you. Do you have an adult coloring book in your desk drawer or keep fidget spinners on hand to combat anxiety? If so, you're basically an average American worker. Alleviating stress is an entire industry, and today we're going to discuss its rise. But first, let's talk about everything else happening in the world of business and tech. Starting off with AI, a Washington Post analysis found 1,000 plus companies across numerous industries discussed AI in their quarterly reports this summer. That's compared to 40 in 2015-2016, so quite the jump. But is this AI boom all hype? Earnings from NVIDIA would suggest that it's not. The chipmaker reported $13.5 billion in Q2 revenue, bringing its market cap to a record $1.25 trillion. This is like the hottest stock ever, Juliet. Yeah, I'm really glad that when I bought stocks, I was able to afford a very slim percentage of one NVIDIA share. Yes. And can only imagine if I'd been able to afford one whole share. Yeah. I mean, you would just be swimming in cash right now. It's up from $172 per share last year to like $475 as of Thursday afternoon. Yeah, that's really impressive. And I am very curious to see what happens with this company in particular. I mean, I mostly know them from video gaming. Right. So I think this AI thing is really propelling that. Yeah. And there is so much hype too. Like when I said the hottest stock of all time, that was kind of an understatement compared to what like people who actually evaluate stocks are saying. Mm -hmm. There was one insider who named NVIDIA quote, the most important company to civilization over the next decade. Whoa. So that's quite a jump from, you know, video games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Although I would maybe argue video games could be like one of the most important tools for humanity over the next decade. They certainly have been arguably for the last decade. Yeah. Huge industry that I believe makes more than movies or TV. Yeah. Tough, tough business right now for TV, which kind of brings us to our next story. Warner Brothers Discovery announced that its new 24-7 news channel, CNN Max, will debut on September 27th on the streaming service Max, formerly known as HBO Max. This comes just around 16 months after the company shut down CNN Plus. Did you ever get the chance to watch CNN Plus for like the week that it existed? <laughs> No, I did not. I will say, to be fair, that I don't watch TV news. Yeah, same. The main thing that I remember about CNN Plus, which feels like a lot longer than 16 months ago for the record, is that it kind of came on right when Warner Brothers Discovery acquired the company. Mm -hmm. And there was just a lot of stories about how it was almost like a backhanded move 
by the previous owners of Warner Brothers and HBO Max to kind of just say, here you go, guys, figure out what to do with this thing. (laughs) Yeah, I think around that time, a lot of stuff just kind of went sideways over there. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving on. There's an interesting fast fashion team up at hand. Sheehan will acquire about 33% of Forever 21 operator Spark Group, and Spark Group will acquire a minority stake in Sheehan. So this move basically is going to expand Sheehan's U.S. presence and Forever 21's online presence. Forever 21, as we know, is like that store in the mall, Mm -hmm. and Sheehan has you know, almost no brick and mortar presence up until, you know, whatever happens with this partnership. Right. And it's an interesting partnership because I think we've heard a lot about how Shein is um, evil. I think that (laughs) is the narrative that I see all the time, that they are wrecking the environment. They make a bunch of unrecyclable clothing really quickly. They don't treat their workers well. There's just all these problems that people talk about. So they're kind of teaming up with another fast fashion giant that has maybe a better reputation in the U.S. But it's hard to say because I think people are against fast fashion kind of in general. And I think people are starting to come around to those same sentiments, at least when it comes to the environment. Yeah. I feel like maybe Forever 21 has escaped a little bit of some of that scrutiny because they're just seen as, oh, that fun store Mm -hmm. that people go to when they're 13 years old. They don't quite have that cloud hanging over them as Mm -hmm. Shein does, which is probably certainly one reason why Shein was interested in this new partnership. Quick little statistic to talk about Shein's troubles. A couple months ago, as some of our listeners may recall, the U.S. House of Representatives released a report about Temu and Shein, mm-hmm. which accused Shein of allegedly violating tariff restrictions and basically importing oh. way, way, way too much clothing, like you were just talking about, Juliet. Mm-hmm. The number of uh, packages that they estimated between Temu and Shein imported into the U.S. is 600,000 packages per day. Wow. I can't even grasp that. <laughs> That is so much. Yeah. Is that what people are buying or they're just like storing here to ship faster? That's wild. I think that's a large part of it is that people are not buying all 600,000 of those packages daily. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Finally, T-Mobile will eliminate around 5,000 positions representing 7% of its workforce. Cost-cutting efforts are also underway at rival wireless carriers AT&T and Verizon. Not a good time to be in the cell phone business right now either. Mm Mm-mm. All right, but let's move on to our top story. We're going to be talking about anxiety, specifically the big business of anxiety. So, you know, we asked you at the top, do you have like a fidget spinner? I guess those things are still around. Adult coloring books, which got like really popular during the pandemic. Maybe even some slime or anything that you can just kind of crush or squeeze to try and alleviate anxiety. And if that's the case, then you're basically just an average American consumer. Juliet, there's like a lot of products that are on the rise for battling anxiety. Yeah. And some of the ones that Sarah mentioned in her piece about this today include wearable devices that apparently track and reduce stress. Those are kind of pricey. Mm -hmm. Apollo Neuro runs about $350. Muse is about $300. Sensei, another one about $300. So yeah, you're looking to spend about $3, $350 on one of these devices. If you're looking for something cheaper, you've got the coloring books you mentioned, weighted blankets, you know, kind of toys or objects that give you something to do with your hands. And then, of course, the vast supplement industry that is always promising to use a variety of natural ingredients to boost your mood or make you relax. We're talking about everything from CBD to melatonin sleep aids and mushroom chocolates, et cetera. So there is a lot on the market right now that 
attempts to or promises to alleviate some anxiety and stress in your life. Right. And, you know, as we know, as Sarah mentions, there's not a whole lot of oversight over the anxiety industry. It's not heavily regulated mm-hmm. by like the FDA. They don't have to like approve supplements for them to show up on your shelves. You know, they don't have to certainly approve fidget spinners or prove that they do anything to alleviate your stress. But it's one of these things where an estimated 20% of the U.S. adult population, about 40 million adults, say that they have anxiety disorders Mm -hmm. and you just want to reach for something that might help. And I think that's why people are willing to kind of like take a gamble and try some of these products that aren't necessarily proven. Oh, absolutely. As someone who has a digestive disorder, I cannot tell you the amount of money I have spent on supplements on Reddit while waiting, you know, the six, seven, eight months in between my GI appointments. And I think that is a large part of it. When you think about the challenges that come with trying to find a mental health care professional and trying to pay for that person, not only do we have a shortage of mental health workers to begin with, but a lot of times it's very difficult to find one that will work with your insurance, who specializes in the type of thing you're looking for that is located anywhere near you. So I think there is a very obvious reason why people are like, well, I'm just going to try this gravity blanket that gets recommended to me by Instagram every other day. Right, exactly. And you know, and you were just kind of mentioning these kind of long wait lists and mm-hmm. the lack of access to therapy that a lot of people have, whether it's insurance or any kinds of obstacles. So there's also a lot of these apps coming out Mm -hmm. for telehealth, Headspace, Ginger among them, platforms like BetterHelp, Talkspace, that connect users with mental health services online. There's VC funding flowing into all of this. This is definitely not going to shrink. I think this industry is just going to continue to grow. Oh, yeah, I would absolutely agree. I would be interested in knowing how some of these platforms can become, I don't know, more affordable or more accessible to people without insurance or whose insurance doesn't work with these platforms. Yeah, I think there's definitely a huge push into the space and it is because so many people need it and are, you know, willing to seek it out and pay for it. Yeah. And there's even a push to look into psychedelics. So until those kind of get a little bit more developed and legalized as necessary, I guess uh, fidget spinners will have to suffice. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig, and our executive producer is Darren Clark got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. So if you're not subscribed, please go get signed up at thehustle.co slash email. We'll catch you next week. Hey, everybody. I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work. And it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team, Alan, Leanne, Elliot, as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player, Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.